Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. And with us today, there's myself, Barry, as usual, and Sam. How are you doing, Sam? I'm okay, thanks. And we've got a guest tonight from the Wigan Observer. We've got Greg. All right, Greg. What's your about yourself? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, not really Did you go down to Southampton at the weekend? I didn't. I was uh, away, family, family away holiday type thing, my mum and dad's anniversary, so they swept us away, so I was glued to the radio. Yeah, right, glued to the radio, so not some dodgy internet link then? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Sam was actually there, weren't you, Sam? I was. I was yeah. Right, well, before we start talking to Sam about it, we've just got 90, oh, we've got the 92nd match report from Dan, who was actually down at Southampton, so over to you, Dan. After the disappointing defeat to Chelsea last time out, Wigan travelled to the south coast to take on newly promoted Southampton at St Mary's. Roberto Martinez made just the one change from the starting eleven that lined up against Chelsea, with Victor Moses joining last week's opponents. New signing Aruna Kone was given the chance to impress. Despite that change, Latic struggled to get hold of the ball in the opening period of the match, Ariel Habsi being called into action after only a quarter of an hour, flinging himself to his right to tip an Adam Lallana thunderbolt onto the bar. However, as the half wore on, Wigan grew into the game, gaining more possession, but neither side could find a breakthrough. After the break, though, Wigan began to find their rhythm, and just five minutes after play had restarted, a marauding Emerson Boyce fired a low ball in field from the Wigan right, finding Maloney in half a yard of space. Without hesitating, he slid a perfectly weighted ball to Franco Di Santo, and from eight yards out, he lashed the ball past the despairing gloves of Davis. Wigan protected their lead by simply refusing to give Southampton the ball. The home side were restricted to long-range efforts, and the only time Al Habsi was beaten all afternoon was a Jos Hoyvelt header from a deep free kick, which sailed over the Wigan goalkeeper, but onto the top of the crossbar. Meanwhile, Wigan were creating chances of their own. Kone poked wide after clever work from Jordi Gomez, while Gomez himself hammered a volley straight at Davis. In the end, though, it was left to Kone himself to seal all three points. Harrying Fonte from a throw-in on the halfway line, Kone outmuscled the Southampton centre-back and exploded away with the ball, carrying it 40 yards to the edge of the area before smashing it past Davis. An excellent finish, topping an impressive performance from the Ivorian, who settled into Wigan life very quickly indeed. Right, thanks for that. So, Sam... I mean, Dan's mentioning there about uh, he's really impressed with Corny. What did you think of, uh, well, firstly, of his performance and secondly, the goal he scored? Very, very good. Linked up quite well. Was a threat. I thought when Gomez come on, there was a very natural feel between the two. Uh, the one-two and the step over and the through ball from Gomez where he slipped it just to the side. And we all thought he'd scored. Oh, yeah, yeah. And his... Well, you was at the far end, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. so as, as you was looking in diagonally, all you could see was the net ripple and the yeah, ball yeah. at the back. So everyone thought, I scored. I, the initial thing is miss. I mean, you see the net ripple and you thought, playing tricks, scored. Then we got Gira, naturally. So that that was excellent. His already performance was really, really good. He linked with De Santo and Maloney very well, too. Yeah. So very impressive. And as for the goal working hard in the last minute which is not what all strikers do No. closing down we've seen others Merlon King for example Todorov who would have just stood there and let Fonte clip it into the box yeah. Kone turned him maybe failed him maybe didn't he slipped he slipped we'll say he slipped and then straight through and again it was another thing where we've seen how many elastic strikers have we seen through the years go one on one yeah uh, and put miss. Yeah. Okay, it probably wouldn't have affected us result wise, but he put it away perfectly. Buried it, didn't he? Buried it. Did you have you seen the goal at all? Yeah, Greg? I've seen the extended highlights, you know, yeah. I've seen quite a bit of the match and like Sam says, I think a lot of the um 
I've got things, things, things you're worried about when you get a few new signings are these partnerships like with Corny and you mentioned Santo and, and Gomez and I, I think you know any problems that were there were ones that could be ironed out quite quickly and it's probably the easiest I've seen some of the new signings settle in and you know the, yeah. the goals were brilliant like you said took, took his goal well and it's very important I think to, to get off the mark early you know everyone knows how these jinxes can hover over strikers who've seen it in the past not just with us but with other clubs you know Torres last season was a prime example but you know all, all three of our strikers have scored now yeah it's, it's brilliant you know. yeah I'll tell you who he reminds me of a little bit oh the, the goal certainly did when he scored the goal Jason Roberts yeah. the way Jason Roberts used to hassle defenders and the, the, the burst of power and it, it was a way and no pussy fussing around, he just buried it into the back of the net, didn't he? That was what impressed me most. He could have said, I thought it, he could have dinked him, he could have, and he didn't. He just said, right, bang. And yeah. Davis helped him a bit with his positioning. He could have probably come and. He showed him that side, yeah. yeah. He offered it him, and he yeah. like, all right then, and bang it in. And we mentioned composure, didn't we? Yeah. That was something I pointed out in the last podcast, and he showed bags of it there. Yeah. I think a key point is. A lot of our attacking players are all Spanish speaking, and I know Aruna is is fluent in Spanish, right? So that that'll help him second. Yeah, so when so, they show it over here, they know exactly. They understand. Yeah. yeah, so I it think, does help. I, I'm sure that does help. Yeah, with Franco especially, and if Mauro comes in and mm. Jordi, I don't know how good Chamorro Spanish is, by the way, but. <laughs> Uh, Bolsajor, Ramis, Alcaraz yeah. you can see one of the key things that Martin has seen to have recruited Spanish speaking players I'm not saying that's you know, purposeful or it's, it's a vendetta uh, not to be in, interpreted that way but it's very good that players if they can't speak fluent English there's people within the team in their areas of the pitch that they can communicate yeah. with Yeah. right well like, staying with the Southampton game um the first half, I thought the first half we, we played a very contained game and for all, they had quite a bit of possession Southampton I thought but they never actually got round the back of us I mean, there was, was restricted to long range shots on all uh, Lallana it was a cracking effort that that he, he hit and uh, Alapsi uh, tipped it onto the bar but I still didn't think uh, that we was under any real threat of, of, of getting turned over I don't know what you thought about it while you were there no, it was pretty much the one that seem like um, a Nostradamus or anything. But I, I said I thought we trying to contain. Yeah, because you mentioned the Swansea game from last year, didn't you? It was very reminiscent yeah. of that, apart from maybe atmosphere. But it was blood and thunder, tried try to score. Lallana at a shot. He proved me wrong from last week. He was he was really good. Yeah. Uh, he was our best player by considerable distance. But I'll obviously save the nice and solid then from then on really um, the ball into Lallana from the right back Caldwell cut out and that was pretty much it first half yeah. and Lambert had the header I'll obviously saved it we scrambled it away and then we broke up the other end yeah. and scored with DeSanto so it was pretty much I'd imagine for Martin as the perfect plan we yeah. scored at a good time to take the window to ourselves just after half time half minutes after half time yeah. I mean we scored in injury coming into injury terms yeah so. I mean that, that run Greg what uh, DeSanto made you know the little run round the back uh, was was really good but for me the pass of Maloney's was, was just outstanding I noticed Arsenal signed a player from um, from Spain in, in the summer Garzola Garzola yeah and uh, there was highlights in a pass that he made the week before for Arsenal on, on uh, Soccer Saturday and I was watching it 
And it was no different. And I was saying, what a world day, what a world day this pass is. And it was no different than Maloney's, except at the end of Maloney's pass, we had a goal, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I thought that, that pass was, was just sublime. It was. Well, we've had seven years, I suppose, of <laughs> not even getting a look in where the, the other teams are concerned, I suppose. But no, it was, it was brilliant. And I think a lot of what we did against Southampton, we did last year. It's just about taking your chances. I mean, you, you brought up that Swansea game. I, th- I thought we played very, quite well in that Swansea game away last year. We shouldn't take our chances. No. Similar no. performance against Southampton. We scored two goals. Very, rem- very reminiscent. Mm. Yeah, because we've got, you know, our strikers had a bit of confidence. I mean, this is, De Santo, this is the best I've seen him. You know, I'm not on a bit just this season, I'm on the back end of last season. I know he's still not firing in every single week, but his confidence, his play, his passion and desire is... You know, he, he, he's genuinely starting. You know, he's got a real love for the club now, and he's, he, he just wants to win every single ball. But he, he has a smile on his face as well when yeah. he plays, and you can see that. And it's enjoyment, I think. And like Greg says, Sam, it's like as though he, he does have a love for the club, uh, or at least he's enjoying himself with us. If he, he, he's gone from fringe player everywhere, and he was a fringe player when we brought him in, weren't he? He was back up to Roddy Hager yeah. and Jean-Pierre Baselli. That was the original signing of him. He's become a key man, and he started to blossom. Again, mentioned it last week with DeSanto after the poor finish against Chelsea. Was whether it was mental with him against Chelsea, and about him not flourishing elsewhere, and it might have a mental effect with him. I think now we're starting to see the rewards of him playing regularly, scoring a few goals, and he's gone from, as I saw on one website, the worst striker in the Premiership to what Southampton. Uh, fan wisely commented on before the game uh-huh. to starting to knock goals in the back of the net and start to bully defenders. I thought he bullied Louise the week before, but didn't get a lot of credit for it. Yeah. So I was I've been impressed with Franco for best part of a year now, really. Yeah. Well, you've never been able to doubt his his effort, have you? He's always had the effort, and it, it was just the luck. I mean, he, he got the nickname Deflector last season, which I I thought was a little bit unfair, really, because you you know. To win a prize, you've got to, you've got to buy a ticket, haven't you? You know, and that's what he was doing. He was he was having the strikes, and, and which striker doesn't have a lucky bounce here and there? You know, I thought uh, I thought thought he would come good last the start of last season. Anyway, uh, corner. Uh, get back to corner. So we've we've said like I mean I know Roberto uh, spoke about it, and I've, I've got a little uh, recording that I'm going to play now. I just want us to listen to this. I think Aruna, um, when you bring a player from, from abroad and you bring him into, into the Barca's Premier League, I think the experience counts a lot. When, when he's a young player, I think it takes a, lot, a long time to, to settle in. Probably uh, Aruna's different. He's, he's had great experience in Spain, great experience in Holland. He's, a, he's got experience in Germany. So he's in that age that he can fit in really well in what's required. Uh, the pleasing aspect today is that he knew exactly what the team needed from him. And it wasn't an easy, an easy task. And he did that. He was strong. And then on the other end, he had to uh, very well work. Chances and, and he took one in, a, in an incredible fashion. So really, really pleased. Right. So, so Roberto, I mean, singing Cornish praises. What do we think of him though, as, as a striker? I mean, what, what do you, what do you think of him, Sam? What, what's he going to bring to the club? What's he going to bring to the team? Goals. Goals. Yeah. Do think he's, he's going to put fear in opposition? Do you think? Yeah. Not just for his goals, or do you think there's more to his game? There is more to his game. Like as I said earlier, in regards to Gomez, there is some nice link-up play from him as well but I think one of the key factors is he is a true goal scoring threat I don't think with De Santo you can say 
he's going to have centre half quaking, but he's going to score week in, week out. Now with Aruna, I think we get more of a we've we've got more of an inkling that there's, there's always going to be a threat there. And the other thing he gives us is genuine pace in behind, which we've not had, I believe, since Henri Camara uh-huh. of going off the shoulder, going into other gaps. I think that might stretch teams, and it helps the likes of Maloney, Gomez, when they drop off to turn and get into space. Yeah. I don't think Hugo really ever gave us that, even though we had the ability to. I've often questioned his his attitude and work rate to do that, to stretch teams right up the top, other than Blackpool away. Mm. Don't really ever remember him leaving defenders for dead and going in on goal. Which is something that our style of play as well, we could could use. So I I hope he gives us quite a lot, mainly in an attacking threat. And off the match straight away, that must have been uh, must have been a relief to him, I, su- I suppose. Really, getting getting a quick goal in his latics career. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned before, it's, it's the monkey off the back, isn't it? I mean, he's he, his confidence. Well, his confidence was evident in the way he finished the ball, the way he, he won the ball. And there was maybe a hint of a foul in there, but we'll you know we'll gloss over that one. In the fact yeah. that he, he did put a genuine challenge in, got down the, the pitch, and he, he looked so confident. It wasn't a fluke. He didn't trip over the ball. He finished it well and. You know, I mean, if it had gone wrong and you, you miss a one-on-one, the keeper saves it. You know, could play on his mind a bit. But yeah. Yeah, you say off the mark, and uh, hopefully he can kick on, kick on with that and grab a few more in the next few games. So, like, like Sam says, he's bringing that power and pace to the team who's going past defenders. What I mean is that what you see in him, or do you see something perhaps a little bit different? No, absolutely. I mean, it sounds quite Bob on. I think you know, with the power and pace, you you, you run up. He's a big bloke as well. When a defender sees him running at him, he's the size of his thighs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's I mean, he was warming up in front of the West Ham one the other week, and you, you can't miss him. I mean, it's a bit different to when someone, you know, a much smaller player runs him. You, you probably try and defend it a bit different. You, I think the defenders are probably going to be more inclined to back off him. You know, not to jump in, go up and win the hot ball with him. You know, they might back off him a little bit more, give him a bit more time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where he's going to, you know, he's going to thrive because he's not, he's not slow. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of people his size haven't got the speed, but. You know he has got the speed. Yeah. Hopefully, if he can, you know, continue finishing the way he has done, he might prove to be quite, a, quite a decent threat. I mean, let's not get carried away. We've only had a few games of him. You know, he's not, you know, he's not scored thirty goals a season. Oh, no, but no. he's, um, he's showing no. the signs that he can be, a, you know, a really good acquisition. Really. I think he's wetted the appetite, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, say. He's wetted the appetite, and, and hopefully, some comes, you know, some good will come of it. Another away victory as well. I mean, looking at last season, we won five games at home, seven away. Is that is that something to do with the style of football we play? Do you think we we're, we're, we invite teams on us a little bit and can, you know soak soak up the pressure, do a bit of counter attacking, or we're more of an away side than an home side, or or do you see it being comfortable both home and away? I think we play without fear away, but a lot more than we do at home. Um, I don't know. We, we you know we do play without fear at home, but I mean away from home we. We we have scared to attack teams. We know we can beat them, yeah. and I think yeah, it kind of does surprise a few teams. I mean, the Southampton performance. I know we're going to come on to the Forest performance shortly, but you know we, they were very professional performances, especially in the first half where we we just controlled it. We didn't go too hard too soon. You know, we let them come at us a little bit, and then we did break on the counter a few times, and that's how we play our best football on the ground, passing it forward, get Maloney and you know bring Maloney into play to release the strikers, and I think you know. That, that's just what we do we, we lure teams in like that and away from home it's a lot easier to do yeah. you know, if you can get the home fans on the home teams back you know you've just got to do what you can do and then you can, you can put the ball in the back of the net and I think that's what we we, we, we became good at last season well, just, I mean you mentioned Forrester and I was just thinking before um, 
Sam about Gomez actually and when he came on um, on on Saturday placed his hand on him, I thought that Gomez was excellent for, for the time he was on and I think it might have been Greg who mentioned the the linking up with Kone was you know it looked like it was on the same wavelength and I know you've mentioned both Spanish speakers do you see something different in Yoni Gomez this season so, I, mean, I know it's early but do you see something different in him not really Oh, maybe a bit. Maybe playing with a bit more confidence. Mm-hmm. His levels probably rose slightly. I've I've always first season. He baffled me a little bit. But he was playing very central at the time. I don't think the system was right for him with the other players who were in the side. But last season, I thought he was one of our better players, despite mm. the stick he gets. Well, I've never been a knocker of him. Um, so. I do think he's probably playing with a bit more confidence. Mm. Got more players around him who suit, who suit Yordi's style. He's an indulgence. I still think his best role for us is as a substitute. Impact coming on, with yeah, the impact. and coming on and changing games, and slowing it down or making them passes. Yeah, he wins a lot of free kicks. So if you are one 0 up away from home, Yordi's great because people like to kick him. It seems. Mm. But when he came on and linked up with Coney, it was great to see. Gomez is a little bit different this season. I don't know what it is about him. But I think there's something different. I don't know if he's sharper, he's bulkier, he's stronger, but he's slightly, or even just more confident. Or there's like that determination to. I know he signed a two-year last year, didn't he? New contract. Now whether that's giving the confidence or not. Mm. I read that interview as well in that Spanish paper, where he said when he first came to Wigan, nobody liked him. They didn't like the style of football that we were playing. They didn't like him. It's taking time to settle in. Now whether he feels he's finally settled in or not, I don't know. <laughs> But to me, personally, there is a difference in him. He's always been a fantastic technical player. You can see that. He's got a great touch on him. He can pick a pass. He can hit a free kick. But there was... I don't know what it was. I understood why the crowd used to feel the way they did, even though I didn't. But he had that little edge to him that wasn't... I don't know. He just just didn't seem to fit. It was the wrong... It looked like he was out of the wrong jigsaw. A piece from the wrong jigsaw. But no, he doesn't. No, he fits perfectly. I think that's just how we play. Was going back to what you asked Greg in regards to away. Teams sit in more when they play away. Mm-hmm. I remember we played Villa last year, and McLeish was happy for a point after a minute. That was that was the game plan. And you do get teams who'll come down here and they'll mm-hmm. play for a draw. And sometimes we've been caught on the break, and we've we've been made to look like fools sometimes. Under Martinez, I think McLeish was happy for a point every game, weren't it? The way he played, play for a draw. Yeah, uh, one nil loss in some games. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I think that's that's it with Yardy. I, I just think it's getting the right players around him, and he's he's playing with a lot more confidence. Mm. It's, it's the right forwards making the right runs again for yeah. somebody like him. He can only be as good as the people making the run. Yeah, it takes two things to yeah. make a good ball. Yeah. Takes a good pass. Yeah. Also takes the, the yeah. run and the, the you, intelligence to, to 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 marry up. That's right. You can hit an excellent ball, but if the player doesn't react to it, then it looks awful, doesn't it? And you look like the duck egg. And that was the problem with him. I think a bit of last season. I'm not blaming the striker for everything he did wrong. I mean, Gomez isn't the perfect player, but he's a very technically gifted player. And you mentioned there's a bit of difference in him this season. I mean, I went to the pre-season friendly and. You know, he was flying in. He was. I've never seen anything mm. like it. You know, he was flying in. He got booked in a friendly, and I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Um, no, so was it the Stoke game last season when he came on with about ten minutes to go, 
and he cleaned somebody out. He, 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 he was just—he's got it in him. Yeah, it was he's, just he's, immense. I, I think he, I think one of the things with him now, I think he's a lot more confident in in this formation, and I think there was a bit chop change when sit back and you know just from the start of last season, and there were certain roles that he was probably being asked to play which he wasn't too comfortable with, and I think with this formation now, which is set in stone with the three centre backs, the two you know the two wing backs, and then you've got the midfield set up the way it is. He plays. He can play central and he can play wing in, in this formation, and I think he knows that. And I think he knows that in whatever position he's in, he can do a job. Mm-hmm. And now he's got the, you know, now he's got he's the strikers who are, you know, obviously Santo is ten times more confident for me. I think these days he's he's terrific. He's putting himself about, and you, Sam touched on it there. You know, he's making the runs, and Yordi will know that. Yordi will know that Franco will always be in a space for him, and I think he is a lot more confident. And you know, he's. I just hope, you know, if he does have a bad game, I mean, let's be honest, he's, he's going to have a bad game. Not, not yeah, None of our players are going to play well every yeah. single game, but that the fans don't get on his back. I mean, mm. I sit in the West Stand and some of the stick he has got in the past, you know, I, I don't like it. makes you cringe sometimes. He does, he yeah. does. And he's, he, he, he is a whipping boy. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying don't criticise our players, you're not allowed to vent your frustration. Yeah. That's rubbish, of course you are. But I think, you know... There's, there's probably certain members of our team who probably get away with a lot more yeah. just because they're not Yordi Gomez. Yordi yeah. Gomez misses a, you know, misplaces a pass. People are up on their feet yelling at him. It's, you know, yeah. and, he, and he, these players are football. You know, these footballers are human beings, and it will get to them, and it will affect the way they play. Mm. It's the Spanish Gary Teal. <laughs> Gary Teal was awesome. I love Gary Teal. But he, he was. Yeah, well, I know what you mean. Yeah, Teal could skin his fullback. 15 times put 14 good balls in didn't happen that often but like, he could put some good balls in and set goals up I I was I remember being in, in crazy and we'd be phoning him up and he'd set two up mm. and he'd go down and he'd put one of his classics you know front of the byline straight out for a goal kick and that was it then deal deal this is this I think every club just has them yeah yeah no matter what but I mean carry on with Gomez and we can actually into, into the next bit I want to talk about last night the Forest game, I mean, both saw it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I thought it was a, a fantastic performance. Um, four, f- well, five great goals for me, if you count, it, count those as well. Yeah. Five great goals. But, Yoni Gomez, what a game he had. Man of the match, brilliant. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, run the show the first half. Second half, we eased back a bit. 3 uh, 0 up, entitled to it. But, first half, I just thought, fantastic. Everything that was going forward was going through him, and he, he was brilliant. And his goal was scored mm. right-footed. I couldn't believe it. Right-footed, buried it. Brilliant. This stuff. is where I think we go back to confidence. I remember when he was at Swansea on loan, when he first came to my attention, mainly because I was watching because it was Martinez, and he kept scoring. He was scoring left and right-footed drives like that yeah. from outside the box quite often. Free kicks as well. And penalties, but he was getting goals with either foot, I and mean, we've never really seen it on his right foot from him. I don't think he's scored a right footed goal for us before. The other thing that impressed me last yesterday, as well as the link up with Coney that we touched on and with De Santo, was he brought somewhere near something out of Baselli. Mm. Baselli can read him as well. There's a couple of really good balls he played into Baselli. I think one he got caught offside on. There was another chip one where Baselli knocked it down and Watson hit the volley straight at the keeper. And there's another one where he slipped it through and Mario decided to turn out. And I think there may have even been another where he misplaced a pass into Ayala as well. So one of my main concerns when Baselli plays is he just looks like he doesn't understand what's going on with the rest of the team. 
were last night. He actually looked part of the unit. He did quite well. He did. He did look. Uh, he looked for, up for it. He really did. Uh, for school, great. What a cross from Stam. Yeah. I tell you what, now Alcaraz has, has managed to get himself suspended. I think Ronnie Stam's put himself a, a great show there at being picked. I know it's, we've got a couple of options now, you know, with the uh, Bosa show back. But he, he was magnificent last night, and he, I think I thought Gomez brought him into play brilliantly sometimes as well. He's getting the cross into the box, and that cross was you know, fit for any player in the world. It was you couldn't have been more perfect for Baselli. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from, anything away from Baselli. It was a great header. But you know, it was right on his head, thanks to thanks to Ronnie Stam, and it, it it just shows what Ronnie Stam can do. And I know there was a lot of discussion on Twitter after it, especially, you know, is he more suited to that position than Emerson Boyce? Um, I think that's up for debate. I mean, I I think Boyce is fantastic, playing both going forward and in defence. But I, I just think going forward, the Stam yesterday was brilliant. He was he was putting the cross into the box, but not only that, he was tracking back. He was keeping the Forest players at bay, and he was bringing in the fielders. And I, I don't think you know, Martinez could have asked any more. He's given probably a bit yeah. more of a selection edit than he was expecting. Yeah, good, good. And and then we we popped the second goal in figure. And I mean, he doesn't just score a tap in, does he? <laughs> I wish he'd saved it for Saturday. I'll be honest, just just to try and break break Stoke down. But yeah, it was. Some goal because mm. I was looking as as he lined up with the ball. I thought, "Where's Baselli?" Because there was only Baselli forward. He can't get across. He's got to fit this, and he, and he did it. Uh, yeah. Straight in the top oh, corner. Sweet. Camp couldn't get near it. No. And he did a little jig after it as well, didn't he? A little dance, yeah. yeah. For, for him, Desant, him and Desanto got some kind of dancing <laughs> competition on when they scored. Yeah. Well, Paul Kendrick from our work, he went to a reversal match in this press conference. I think it was probably March time. And he was asked about Figueroa, and he said to him, he says, he says Figueroa, this is May or Figueroa will score this season. He's got goals in him. And Paul, being Paul, you know, listens to what Roberto says. He put a bet on for every single game going into the back in the last season on him getting the first goal. And I know he didn't get the first one last night, but, you know, it just shows he has got goals in him. And I know he yeah. does it a few of those into roles here every now and then, but, you know, you won't, you won't get behind any of those if you're a defender. You jump out of the way. You certainly will. He, he yeah. blasted one in just before the Olympics. For Honduras against yeah. Egypt, free yeah. kick at the, the warm up game, he blasted one in. Yeah, was that in Glasgow? Or that was it. It was the warm up game. I can't remember where where it actually yeah. was. It was. I don't think it was actually at an Olympic venue. Yeah. I think it was just. Um, so I think it might have been Fulham. If, if I remember rightly. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, obviously Gomez's goal, um, which was made for by Little Albert. I think it's the only thing he did last night, if I'm being honest. I was, I was disappointed with Chris Stapps. He was, yeah. After the Vigo game, I got renewed confidence in him because he played quite well against Vigo. Probably the only one who started. Mm. He played well, apart from Ramis. And then he went and had an anonymous performance yeah. yesterday, apart from the pass. A bit little and large, wasn't he, up against Greg Oldford, the size of him and the size of. Uh, but even so, um, yeah. Unfortunately, I, he's got to deal with that every time he steps on the pitch, yeah. isn't it? But I thought it was a it was a good pass, a good pass through, and he took it well. Yardy with his left down to his right, and then Simon Cox belted one in just after half time, made it uh, three three one. It was, it was a sublime strike, wasn't it? I mean, he turned, he turned, Ramis didn't he on the halfway he line? Did, he didn't look up. He no. didn't look up, and he just hit it, and he, he you know he just bent over the keeper and it went in the top corner again. It's another horse. If that was in the Premier League, yeah. you know it'd be being replayed all week and. Yeah, I think it probably sends a message to the Premier League clubs that I've turned him down in the past that you know he's, he has still got something about him. Yeah. My, fr my friend's a Swindon fan, and he was saying 
you know, he couldn't rave about Simon Cox more when he was at Swindon and he you know, he thought it was going to be a massive hit in the Premier League. And I think we were probably all a bit surprised when he wasn't, but that that, that strike was sublime and you know, yeah. it has to be sublime to beat Ali Alabsi from that range. Yeah. He's scored a few worldies, isn't he, at Swindon? Yeah. A couple of volleys over yeah. his shoulder and, and all sorts. I remember looking at him. Yeah. Physics a major problem for him, isn't it? I, 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 I know a lot of clubs were linked to him when he was at Swindon, and that, there was always something about something about him. And I just thought I don't think he'd do it at Wigan. I just don't know what it was, and I just thought maybe he won't. But I, I probably I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but he's 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 a class player. He's a class player, but you've got to play him in a certain position, and you've got to play him to his style and play. You can't build your team around an individual. At the same. I, I personally don't think he, he'd be worth. The accommodation, that's what I've always thought of. Like, kind of what you're saying. You'd have to play in such a way. Mm. Would he be able to get you the goals to accommodate him? It's alright to win a world against us. Mm. But the game was not lost. But it would do a 3 0 down. Yeah. He'll do well for Forrest. I mean, there's about how many sides are going to be going for a playoff position in that league this year. And it's, to, always, it's always the same. If you think you say, if you think you can finish in the playoffs, don't you? In the champion, mm-hmm. that, that's just how it is. Yeah. I remember the first year we came up at that level, and it was like, well, okay, well, we're safe now because we had the, we had the bad start against Millwall, and we just won, didn't we? And straight mm-hmm. away we was like, oh, we can go for promotion. We'd only won a few games, but we ended up coming seventh. Yeah. You've seen so many teams yeah. do the bounce where they said, oh, we'll just consolidate this year. Yeah. And they've got to say October, November, and they're in with a shame. And next minute, the playoff contenders. Yeah. Blackpool being one when they got promoted. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, getting back to the Forest game, uh, Alcaraz went mental, dove in a few times, ended up picking up two two yellows, went off, and uh, we thought maybe Lopez would come on, but no, oh, no, Roberto being Roberto brought on all the attackers. Oh, and, he was, uh, and it paid dividends, didn't it? Miaccia, great run, slipped in with Manaman. Run-footed uh, Danny Collins, put him on his backside, and then side-footed him. It's called the chop. The chop. The youth team players were all on about it on Twitter. It's called the chop. Something about chop. It must be some a, a key word that the staff have used ah, in training. Right. Chop. There's also also I'll give Danny Redmond a shout out because I, I speak to him on Twitter quite a bit. He's telling me it's called the chop, the, the, where, he, where he cut in on his left and Collins yeah. threw himself. The chop. The chop, right. Right. Whatever happened to the Crichton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we ended up, nice 4 1 victory. And a pleasing aspect for me about last night was Sean O'Driscoll after the game, the way he spoke about the Latics and Elders in such high esteem. Couldn't have been any nicer, could he? Yeah. Europe, was he European champions so for. 80 odd minutes in the Chelsea game no I mean it's it's always nice to get nice comments mm. but you know well I think the, the fact that he, he, he said he, he wants his Forest team excuse my stomach <laughs> he wants his Forest team to aspire to, to, to the style that, that we play he wants us to he wanted them to emulate us which I thought was, was really nice he's always played that way though uh, Doncaster yeah. he played like Brian Stock and his midfield is a, is a really good player and they've always played football. Uh, Gillett, who played in centre midfield number four, from he's come from Doncaster, yeah. played under Old Driscoll, and he's known for playing really, really good football. So I, ca- I can see why he's coming under that way. And he's saying we're the benchmark. We yeah. see what we can do. You don't need to spend billions to to do it. No, I remember him playing for Bournemouth years and years ago, and there was a really good footballing team at that time <laughs> as well. I mean, talking mid eighties here, 
and it was a really good side. Mm. Yeah, so we've done the Forest game, we've done the Southampton game. Um, I know uh, Sam wants to finish off tonight talking a little bit about a loan watch. Uh, plays out on loan at the moment. Starts off with Lee Nichols. Apparently, from people down at Northampton, are absolutely in awe of him, They're raving around him. I kept a clean sheet in one game. He let three in at the weekend, and he said he made three or four really, really, really good saves. Uh, saw a few posts on the fan sites and the signing up. I think he's there till December mm-hmm. with the twenty-four hour recall. They yeah. they want him for the year. Yeah. And hopefully get him permanent. I don't think that'll be ever the case. No. Really. But they're, they're, they're really impressed so far. Yeah. So that, that's great to see. Yeah. So he's doing well into. Yeah. Um, got a good manager though too, hasn't he? Here in Boothroy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had Ben Foster, didn't he? When he was, yeah. when he was a young keeper. Yeah. So hopefully, if he gets anywhere near where, where Foster is, I know he didn't quite come to the potential that some people thought for him. But oh, we'll be happy, won't we? We'll be happy with that. Yeah. Um, so he, he's looked well, and again, comes back dividends to, the, to what the club are doing. Coming back to the interview we did with Jonathan Jackson yeah. about the changes the club are making. I think those changes have been in place. Maybe not structurally, but in terms of how we've been bringing players through, I've been in since Roberto took charge. Yeah, and we've yeah. seen with, with McManaman last night as well, and a yeah. couple others. It's looking good. Yeah, and uh, we've we've got Ryan Watson as well, haven't we? Out at Accrington. I don't think he's played yet, though, has he? Or he's been on the bench. I think he's. I think he's. You know, he's. he's it's not one of those where with like Lee Nichols where Lee Nichols are going to walk into the squad. Yeah. Uh, every week, I think he's going to have to fight for his place there, Watson. I can't say. If, you have to close signing, but you know you, you do keep your eye out to see if they're playing or not. Um, he's he's a good young player. I've seen him, mm. you know, playing. He played played a couple of friendlies, and he's, I've seen him, you know, when he's. I think he's been in the reserve team a couple of times last he's year. Exactly, he was yeah. the uh, uh, young player of the season, weren't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. He, the, the people, you know, people at the club like him, and if you know, if a bit on that, and I think you're a good player, then you're a good player. He's um, it's a big season for him at, Ack- uh, at Accrington. He's, yeah. he's got to he's got to fight his way through. And then we've uh, our mates up up the road at Blackpool. Dicko, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, come on, scored from a yard. Yeah, I think mm. his total goals. I scored two goals this year for him already. Yeah. I think they both totaled about three and a half yards in distance. Yeah, he's on the end of them though, isn't he? He is, yeah. yeah. And I know Holloway is really keen on him. Yeah, I think Holloway likes to use his strikers in a specific way, and he targets them for certain games. And I know he likes to give Kevin Phillips minutes. Yeah. Quite, quite often so I think Noah some people are thinking well oh, he's on the bench he mustn't be that good but I think it's how Holloway rotates his side around he's not sure on Matty Phillips where, where he's going to lie as well yeah. so but he's come on in two games this week and scored in both because he, he scored the equaliser against Leeds as well he did yeah he is. Uh, I, I have a, a work colleague who's a Blackpool season ticket holder he loves him to bits he wants him permanently he's really you rate him very highly. I think if Blackpool could afford to buy him, they would do. Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't. I know he's very well thought of within the club at Wigan. I don't think we've any intentions of selling him. We've not seen much of him, have we? I don't think Martinez is going to sell someone who's, who he's not seen much of and who, who he knows has potential. I mean, I know people at Blackpool and I know they think he's brilliant. They thought yeah. McManaman was brilliant, and I don't yeah. think there's probably a better club to have a young attacking player at than in, in Blackpool in the Championship. You know the. Right now at the top of the league, they're one of the best signs of the league. I think they've got a great shot of coming up, and they play attacking football non-stop. So I think it's a, it's a fantastic position for him to be in. Um, I mean, look at Callum McManaman's finish the, the other day. Um, as far as last night, sorry, he he was very composed, and I, I I'm not convinced 
he'd have kept his head like that a couple of years ago. You yeah. know, nothing against him. You know, he's just a young player. But that loan spell has done him the world yeah. of good. He's, you know, he, he's it's the confidence thing again. Is it? I mean, going back to what we were saying earlier with Gomez and De Santo and Corner, it's the confidence thing. I, I, I hope that's what Dicko can really develop. I mean. Uh, I've only seen him a couple of times for Wigan, you know, when he's you know, he come on in, I think he come on a friendly and he's 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 done well. He's 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 a he's a good raw player, but he's he's got to adapt to the English game maybe. And he he was brilliant last season for Blackpool, I'm told. So, you know, if he can keep that up this year, you know, maybe they welcome him for a permanent bid. But I'd be very surprised if we even went close to it. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So with that, anyway, it's been a good week this week so far. Two games, two wins, both away. Over a key yeah. red up till the end of the season with champions. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Right, thank you very much. Uh, so from Sam, Barry, and Greg, it's good night. Thanks very much, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I've waited for the good nights, and they never came. Come on, you lie.